everyone, welcome to HubShot episode 204. In this episode, we discuss HubSpot and some COVID learnings. You're listening to Asia Pacific's number one HubSpot-focused podcast, where we discuss HubSpot tips, tricks, and strategies for growing your sales, marketing, and service results. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? Uh, I'm well, Ian. And as you allude to, we're going to chat about COVID tonight, and we've deliberately resisted talking about this in the last couple of months but we are going to make a change and exception tonight just because there are some learnings and also some responses, I guess, from HubSpot especially, which we'll chat about now in terms of how they're going to change the way Inbound is run this year. Correct. So this year they've just announced Inbound 2020 will be online and it'll be moving from August into September. So September 22nd and 23rd. And now is your chance to be a part of it. All the time that we talk about stuff, now is your time to be a part of it. And they have a full list of FAQs. And if you have a look and you're using HubSpot, you'll notice that it's using Service Hub Knowledge Base. So have a look. And it's your your opportunity to register and be a part of something that you might not necessarily be able to get to. So encourage everyone to join in. Yeah, registration opens on the 1st of June, which will be a day or two after this episode goes live. So good timing. Check it out. And I think it's going to be interesting what they edit out because they're going from four days down to two days. So I'm sure the program will change, but it'll still be a very worthwhile event. All right, Craig, and our marketing feature of the week is HubSpot dashboards. And now what do you do? You get more. You get more. I've said they're bulking up. The HubSpot dashboard just grew better, Craig. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so if you were- gold. If you are using HubSpot and you were thinking, I would love another dashboard and I don't want to pay for the reporting add-on. Well, now if you're on the starter plan, you had three dashboards. It's now 10. If you're on Pro, you had five and it's gone to 25. And if you're on Enterprise, it is now 50 as opposed to 25. Now, if you use Pro, you used to be only able to have 10 widgets on that dashboard. Now that's been increased up to 20 reports. So it's an increase in every way. That in itself is not particularly interesting, but what is interesting or useful is actually what that's meant in your response to it, Ian. So how have you embraced this extra reporting capability? So we've started creating individual dashboards for each person on the sales team so they can track their metrics And I've also now started going into the basic dashboards where you can set up ABM dashboards, marketing, website, and just use some of the ones that are pre-prepared as a launching pad to get to the next one. But I think it's a a really good start. All right, Craig, a HubSpot sales feature of the week. Okay, so not so much a feature of the product, but a feature of HubSpot's research related to sales. So you may have already seen this. They have been promoting it widely on the socials. But worth calling out if you haven't had a look yet. And it's their insights that they've gathered from across all their 70,000 customer portals. And they've pulled together insights around deals, marketing activities and the like. Tonight, I was just going to mention the deals activity. So you can drill into deals created and deals closed. You can drill in by region, industry and work out the trends. We've got some screenshots. And what I found interesting, I looked at APAC because we're in APAC, a lot of our clients are. And in the show notes, we've got some screenshots there just about deals created. And what you can see is related to the benchmark, it's very clear at the start of March, the number of deals being created drops significantly. 
It bottoms out at the end of March, early April. And what's, I guess, heartening is that now at the start of May, we're seeing that pick up again. The number of deals we created is kind of returning to normal. And more importantly, the deals being closed follows a similar trend. And that trend, as well as APAC, which is what I was interested in, is common across all the regions. So we're seeing this real dip as the pandemic took hold. And we're seeing, I feel, a kind of positivity towards spending again, so deals closing. Worth checking out and drilling into for the other activities as well, marketing, sales, and marketing, email, open rates, and things like that as well. Craig, you know, one thing with the deals closed by region that stood out to me is that the rate of increase of deals being closed in APAC and EMEA seem to be on par versus that of Latin America and North America, which is a lot flatter. So that is interesting. And I think that's reflective of the region and what's going on, I guess. All right, Craig, we've got a HubSpot stumper of the week. Tell us more. All right. So we ask our listeners, uh, hit us up if you've got any questions, any way we can help you out. And thank you to the listeners that do uh, contact us on LinkedIn. One of the questions we had, this was a really good one by Martin. I won't call him out uh, in his full name, but uh, thanks for this, Martin. And he's asking around reporting on a contact journey or a customer journey, really, but a, a contact And his question is, how would you report on it? Say you've got the SQLs, you've got a list of SQLs, uh, sales qualified leads, and you wanted to report on what their last interaction was, the interaction before that, and the interaction before that. Now, of course, you can go to the timeline of each individual contact and you see all of that. That's the wonderful thing about the timeline. But how do you report on it in a report that you can send around or in a more aggregated fashion, say for a, a list of contacts? It's a really good question, and I don't have an answer for it. And that's why we've called it the stumper of the week. We've been looking at attribution reports, as had this person that asked the question as well. You do get some insight into that, but it's not really in the format that we're after here. And the interactions, keep in mind, could be things like they could be a significant website visit. They could be email opens. They could be engagements with sales. There could be a number of things like that that you might want to define as part of your reporting. So the reason we've put it in Stumper of the Week is listeners, do you actually have an answer? How would you answer? So perhaps you can help us. Hit us up on LinkedIn or send either of us an email in terms of your insights. How do you report on that kind of stuff? It would be very useful to know. All right, Craig, how's what gotcha of the week? And I'm sure you, some people might have seen this and we've been connecting quite a few HubSpot portals to Shopify lately. And while I was training a customer, I was like, okay, cool. We can see all the products coming in. We've got the e-commerce pipeline. We can nicely see this happening. And they said, oh, I'd love to just, uh, now if someone calls up on the phone, I'd love to be able to put this in and select the products. Can we do that? I'm like, hmm, I don't see why not. Anyway, you see this, you can drill down, you can see the products. If you're on starter, you cannot edit any products or add products to a deal. So that's why we call it the gotcha of the week. And you've got to have sales professional or sales enterprise to make this happen. Here's a bonus gotcha for the week, Craig. And maybe this might be right, it might be wrong. But I was showing someone in sales about adding a contact to their phone and then using the HubSpot app to import that contact into HubSpot as opposed to entering it manually means that um, they've got a record of it. And sometimes it's more natural just to collect the contact on their phone or they might get forward to the contact and they save it to their phone before they upload it. 
Anyway, this contact was in HubSpot already. They imported the contact via the app on their phone, went into HubSpot, had a look. Contact didn't have a number before, so the number got updated. And the contact owner got changed, the person that imported the contact. Now, this contact was owned by a different owner beforehand. And so we checked it by looking at the history and went, oh, hang on, uh, somebody else had that. So we had to reassign it back to that person. So just be aware of this. If you upload a contact and they already exist, they will get assigned to you, even though they were assigned to another person in sales. That's definitely a gotcha. That's a bug of the week, surely. I think it is. Are you sure there's no option if you import and overwrite that it changes the contact owner? I guess so I can understand the, the logic behind it because if you're importing it, oh, this is my contact, I can understand that, but surely there should be an option. I have a feeling, Craig, that they are not checking. The assumption is that if it's being imported, that it's always the owner and it's not being checked to see whether the owner is different to who is importing it. All right, Craig, now our marketing tip of the week, Facebook and Instagram shop functionality is finally coming. Just ignore the messaging where they say, oh, in the response to the difficult circumstances that were under due to COVID. And by the way, that's why we included timely, we included this under the, the COVID kind of episode. Just ignore that because, of course, they've been working on this for years, as we've talked about on the show. When's it coming? Especially on the Instagram side. And by the way, this is an announcement. So, some of the stuff is appearing in Facebook, but it's not on Instagram until later in the year. So there goes that messaging in response here. We're releasing it. Oh, by the way, you can't get it now. It's coming later. But this is really good. I think, as we've said on the show earlier, having this whole e-commerce part of Facebook and Instagram especially, where has it been? Of course, this is the natural next step. What's going to be good about this is you can purchase on those platforms, but also via WhatsApp and Messenger It's coming and you can get customer support through those kind of Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp Messenger. So, it's all it all looks quite integrated from the Facebook announcement, which let's just be clear is a press release. We look forward to using this ourselves. But why are we including this in the show? Because it's nothing to do with HubSpot, but it is around functionality that marketers need to be thinking about. And the takeaway that I wanted to mention from this is that just be careful you don't build your empire on somebody else's land. On somebody else's land. That's right. So, this consider this a complement to your existing e-commerce strategy through Shopify or Teachable or other platforms as well. Unless you're just a small business starting out, I wouldn't put all your eggs in one basket. But just be careful. I think that's what we always say, don't we? It's it, You've got to be careful. Embrace this functionality, make it part of your strategy, but don't rely on it alone, especially when some of these things aren't even yet out in anger and they're only announcements. Correct. And I think one thing they're going to do is they said that they're working with partners like Shopify, BigCommerce and other e-commerce platforms to make this an integral part, just like Google is with their shopping feed. So, I think this will just change the landscape of the way people shop. All right, Craig, our insight of the week, let's talk about the global COVID learnings. All right. So, I've had a bunch of these links ready for weeks. I've been putting off talking about it. So, some of these are quite old, up to six weeks ago when we were first reading them. But I just wanted to list them out because it's insightful in some ways or instructive to look at what people were talking about a month ago and then what they were talking about a week ago. But Benedict Evans, who we've featured on the show many times, he talks about how the current crisis has accelerated change. I don't think that's a surprise to anyone. However, he has some good examples. And then he looks at 
how whole advertising behaviours of industries have changed and they tend not to revert back. This is the, the key insight, I feel. So he looked at TV advertising, radio advertising, and in times of crisis like GFC, things like that, people withdraw from them, but they don't go back in when the crisis or the event is over. So we're going to see things like that in the wake of this one. So things will change rapidly and permanently. That's the comment there. So the push to digital, and that's, of course, in Australia, we're seeing a consolidation in, say, print media and a whole bunch of print magazines just being, well, they say pause, but just putting on hold. And I'm sure that's globally, that's happening as well. Even digital, people have pulled out of their spend there. Some of it will go back. And there are opportunities, of course, as we've talked about in previous shows about getting up less expensive clicks at the moment. But then moving on to the human experiences, Accenture had a good study looking at how people's confidence levels are changing and the effects of isolation, but in particular, how every company is becoming a health company of sorts. So that needs to be part of your culture now. It needs to be part of your HR policies. I thought it was quite startling that Google is halving their own internal marketing budgets. That's in two parts. They're slowing their hiring, of course, but they're mostly cutting back work done by outside agencies. So they're keeping their own staff, but they're reducing the budgets on outside agencies. So expect your Google support quality to drop significantly because they do outsource a lot of that. And you know, Craig, I was going to say, I've also been reading that Google had a whole bunch of property deals that were supposed to be for new offices and even that's all being cut. So... It's not, we're not just talking digital, we're talking actual physical space and how people are working, also changing. That's a good example. Real estate's going to be really impacted. Of course, cities made their composition of workers versus uh, residential, that ratio may change. Also, I think I was listening to the Dithering podcast with John Groove and Ben Thompson this week. Just simple things like going to the movies, cinemas. Some people will be craving to go back to the movies, but many people won't. They won't want to go in big crowds for two hours at a stretch. So things like that will permanently change. And of course, finally, just Google's search results. An article on Search Engine Land just about how Google has added this tab on the left-hand side. If you, We've got a screenshot in the show notes. If you search for the term coronavirus, that search has no intent associated with it. So you don't know. Are you searching for statistics? Are you searching for treatments? Uh, things like that. Google is now adding this tab or a sidebar where you actually drill into intent. You're actually filtering on the intent of your keyword search. And the article, Morty Oberstein speculates, will this change the way search results happen? Because previously Google would try and guess what your intent was, but now it's giving you the tools to just filter down on intent. So it changes there as well. So all as a response of just what's happened in the last few months, fascinating times. All right, now a hub shot throwback of the week, Craig, and this was to do with in episode 159, we spoke about HubSpot Academy and some great training that was on there. And, you know, a year on, I would say that's getting better and it's well organized and there are lots more free courses to get started on. So, I would encourage people, if you're even using Starter or you're considering or you're just listening to this podcast... That is a great place to start. Go educate yourself. The most simplest thing this week that I have told people is like educate yourself on if you want to know about buyer personas or you want to know how to create a great marketing plan. There are some really simple things in there 
that you can learn. So it's a great place to head. So I'll put a link in the show notes to that. Now, Craig, we've got a few resources of the week and they're all podcasts. First up, Karina Duffy. She had an enlightening interview with Tammy Duggan Heard on the Hubcast. And, you know, we love Karina and her chat with Tammy in the podcast, they talk about the flywheel and how it came from a concept to actually getting, I guess, mindshare. So if you want some insights on how that's all traveled and perhaps wasn't well received at the start, but is now much better understood, that's a good one. Moby Sadiq's back and he had a really insightful interview with Luke Summerfield on HubSpot CMS, of course, but also around what a product owner or a go-to-market lead is responsible for. And then finally, Adam Steinhardt and Zahn Johnson, they're back. They, they took a break. They did. And haven't spoken. They're back with part two of what they started a couple of months ago. It was classic. So, they started it and then there was this break and then they're back to finish it. So, good to hear you again back in Hub and Spoke. That's right. Now, Craig, our quote of the week is from a book you're reading from Brad Smith called Tools and Weapons, The Promise and the Peril of the Digital Age. And the quote is, almost every technology that has connected people who live apart has also created new barriers between people who live close together. When I first read this quote to you, you went, what the? (laughs) And you're like, I don't get that. Anyway, you get it now, right? I get it now because uh, we know all too well everyone's sitting around in a room. We don't know each other, but we're all on our phones chatting with people on the other side of the world. So, connected in some ways and isolated in others. And now, listeners, we've got some bonus links in the show and it talks about enterprise software growth becoming a zero-sum game. And I think there's some great reading there. We'd appreciate it if you'd follow us on the socials. We are on YouTube, by the way, and the videos of us recording this podcast, where you can actually see us, will be on there shortly. So, But I would encourage listeners, go subscribe to the channel so you can get notified and you can watch us if you so please. And again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for reaching out to us on LinkedIn. Thank you so much for submitting your questions. And again, the offer is there. If you do need help with anything during this period, please feel free to contact Craig or myself and we will surely help you guys. Well, Craig, until next week. Catch you later, Ian. Thank you for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes, resources, HubSpot news, including practical strategies you can implement, visit us at hubshots.com.